Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the ball podcast, audio, media, radio, and audio network. You know the drill, as always. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, harponsports.com. Uh, the bar, the podcast, you can pick her up on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Buzzsprout. I post the link all over the place. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and you get all those things. Okay, well, what do we have in store for you all in this edition? The 2021 NFL Draft in the rearview mirror, a little NFL Draft Dynamics. Uh, Tebow's task is Tim Tebow talking about coming back to the National Football League and an idea for vaccine vouchers. Now that we continue to take another step, what did we see? A hundred million Americans fully vaccinated, 330 million Americans. We're never going to get to hundred percent, but I got an idea for the people that have already been vaccinated and maybe to encourage people down the road to be vaccinated here who are still on the fence. Going to reward those that do it. Those that don't, you can just sit over on the sidelines, don't care. Those that do do it, going to reward you. So some ideas uh, to share with you coming up on that. All right, where to begin? Draft dynamics. The draft came, went. I don't do draft grades. I think draft grades are lazy. It's lazy media. I, B, how do I know? Good gracious, I remember a couple years ago when the Jaguars drafted Unique Ngakwe, nobody knew who he was. I'll give it a C. You don't even know who this guy is. Some of these guys are like, oh, you haven't seen a lot of the 75% of the guys that your team picked. You've never seen them play a game ever. When you watch games, how often do you pay attention to the offensive guards? You don't. You just don't. You don't. So, you know, looking at this, I look at schemes when it comes to the draft. I look at plans. That's how I analyze drafts. Your plan. What was your plan? What was your scheme? What was your idea? Does it appear that you have a, a point or th- does it appear that you had a plan? Or are you just taking the most talented guys? Shad Khan, owner of the Jaguars, talked about that, the difference between this Urban Meyer, Trent Balky era, as compared to the Dave Caldwell, Tom Coughlin, going back, Gus Bradley, Doug Marone era. They would draft the most talented guy. Okay, does that guy fit? Oh, it doesn't matter. The most talented guy. Okay, does he fit the culture here? Is he going to be happy here? Is he going to fit? Is he going to get along with his teammates? Eh. Most talented guy. We'll figure this out down the line. Well, got to learn how you got to know people. Knowing athletes, knowing guys and schemes are important, but you got to understand people. Got to understand people, how people get along, what what's a problem, what isn't a problem. So I, I went through and looked at the Jaguars, the Dolphins, and the Buccaneers for the purposes of this discussion. Jaguars, Dolphins, Buccaneers. Okay. And in a little note sheet, Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne. Okay. Slot, running back. Quarterback, okay, here we go. You have DJ Chark as a wide receiver from a year ago, still with the Jaguars. No problem at running back, right? With Robinson there, he had a thousand yard back. Okay, offensive line. How this offensive line set up? Well, Cam Robinson's still your left tackle, right? Andrew Norwell's still your left guard. Linder's still your center. Right guard, I not a hundred percent sure. I know it was a rotating position. We do know at the right tackle position, you have Jawan Taylor. So, I, oof, Jaguars' offensive line is pretty much set. So, when you see in the, what, third round, 
when they draft Walter Little, offensive tackle Stanford that didn't play last year, sat out year before Torres ACL. When you look at this, what is this? Well, this is an offensive lineman, offensive tackle, right tackle. What can he do? You can kick him to guard. He can replace Andrew Norwell next year. Maybe he plays a little tackle this year. Cam Robinson, not exactly a healthy 100% of the time. So you've got your offensive line. The Jaguars came out third round and said, you know what? We're going to have to replace some of these guys coming up here in the next few years. We're going to have to figure out something up front. Can't keep all these guys forever. All right, let's let's add some help on the offensive line. Let's build some depth here. Now, you know, Walker Little, how will he fit in? He may start at right guard. He may not, but he gives you depth. He gives you a position that can slide in after maybe a year not playing. He hadn't been played for two years. He can work his way back into it. Maybe next year at this time he is ready. Maybe he's not. But you added depth on that offensive line, okay? Tyson Campbell at defensive back. And, and you can kind of see where you're going here a little bit with this, right? I don't know if Walker Little is going to be the future offensive tackle, offensive guard, but you've got your quarterback. You've got some guys up front that already can protect him. you got Cam Robinson's going in, what, his fifth year in the league? you got Jawan Taylor in his third year in the league at the other tackle position. you got Linder in, what, his seventh year up the front as a center. you got Norwell in his seventh year. So you've got veterans up there that can protect him. And now you add a slot slash running back that you can get the ball to. You already had DJ Chark. What Chenault at the one receiver position. So now you've got something nice here a little bit. You add Walker Little as an offensive lineman. He's going to grow. These three are going to go. Three of the first four pick raw offense. So the Jaguars plan, get your quarterback, put some guys around him. Put some guys around him. Here we go. So that was the plan there. And after that, you know, I mentioned Tyson Campbell and what Andre Cisco corner safety. Jags are struggling at safety. They... <laughs> It's one of the areas that they do have a couple of issues. I don't know what they're going to do going forward here, but the issue is now at defensive back, you got CJ Henderson who used a top 10 pick on last year. Um, now you use the first pick in the second round on Tyson Campbell at the other corner. You just spent $48 million on Griffin at the other corner. There's where your dynamic is. What are you going to do with those three corners? We're going to be in nickel a lot. Well, then you used a top 10 pick on a nickel last year or used the first pick in the second round on a nickel back this year, or you spent $48 million on a nickel guy in the offseason. One of those things don't make sense. The one question I'd have if I were the Jaguars is what's going on here at the defensive back position? What's going on at the corner position? What's going on? That's a straight-up depth move. That's a straight-up depth move. With the first pick in the second round, when you needed help up front, passing on Barmore, and look, maybe he didn't fit in with what Urban Meyer wanted to do. I get it. it and the Jaguars attra- didn't attra- address the tackle position until what? Jay Tuffle in the fourth round? So, again, that'd be the one question I have. C.J. Henderson, question mark. But you see the theme, and I'm okay if they go offense, offense, defense, offense. That's fine. They had a theme. So, Jags? Look, I get it. I get what they're doing. B plus. No, I'm not giving grades. Again, it's ridiculous. How can you judge this? You, I, you know how many times I saw Andre Cisco and Jay Tuffle play? None. And 90% of the people doing the evaluations on these things, all the writers and you haven't seen them either. You just look. It's the eyeball test. All right, fine. I just look at themes. And the Jaguars theme, build the offense. Build the offense and depth on defense. It's what it was. It's what it was. So there you go on that front. The Buccaneers. The Buccaneers is all depth. The Buccaneers returning all 22 starters. And look. Our station covers the Buccaneers. I brought it in as one of the first things I did when I got to Gainesville. Here's the truth about the, <laughs> and it is, here's the truth about the Buccaneers. Like, go, we brought everybody back. You never all stay healthy again. You never all stay healthy again. All 22 guys, it, it just doesn't happen. Not in this league. It doesn't. Now, that's why you had depth, right? That's why you had depth. If they had any little bit of a weakness, it was what? Offensive line at the beginning of the year, that ended up being a strength. Depth, a little bit of an issue at the linebacker position. What do I know about? Was it Joe Tyron? Not a lot. Pac-12 guy. Didn't play in a lot of games last year. I think he's good. Good linebacker. And then Kyle Trask. 
at the quarterback position, depth, depth. You're training Tom Brady's heir apparent. If Tom plays two more years, there you go. Kyle Trask, you're going to get to learn from the best. Going to get to learn from the best. Well, here's the only issue I have with that. Other than Jimmy Garoppolo, everybody that's learned under Tom Brady, who's good. The whole thing about Kyle Trask is to learn under Brady. Other than Jimmy Garoppolo, who learned under Tom Brady that went on to have success? I mean, success, success, not one year of fleeting success. Tom Brady's been in this league, what, 22 years now? Who played as a backup to Tom Brady that went on to have success? Ryan Mallett? Not too many guys. Not too many guys. Does that mean Kyle Trask won't? No, but this whole thing that he'll get to learn under Brady. Come on, that that's overrated. Overrated. I drafted Kyle Trask because he had a lot of weapons, went to a lot of weapons, got to have a lot of weapons there in Tampa. So, look, I get the pick. I understand why they did it. But let's, this whole thing, we're going to learn from Brady. Yeah, it's nonsense. Nonsense. You're going to learn to be a pro in a year under him? Maybe a little bit, but I'm not buying it. And then I look at the rest of the draft and what the Bucks did and, you know, what, Hainsley offensive tackle, Jalen Darden wide receiver in the, in the third and fourth round. Again, these are just depth positions, you know, just depth, depth, depth. So good. I mean, I like the, the Bucks added depth. They went through, okay, where, who's the best player? Boom. What do we need? Boom. They just took the check marks and that's what you do. I mean, when you return 22 starters and you're loaded from where you were a year ago of these guys, how many of these guys are going to start? Well, you hope Trask doesn't start all year. Hainsey, Tyron, they're going to play. You bet they will. You bet they will. And the Dolphins here in Florida, I, the third team, I, they're building around Tua. I get it. I was looking at this a little bit. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver. He's dynamic. Here you go. Tua, here's your guy. Here's your guy. You played with him in Alabama. Here you go. So there's your weapon. <laughs> dynamic. Yeah, he's very good. Very good. One of the top two, three receivers in the draft. The Dolphins, I thought, blew it. When they traded for up to six, and then you can trade back down to 12 on draft day. You know, when they're dancing around in the draft, I thought, okay, they moved up to three, moved down to six. What, what, what do you, what do you do? What's your plan here? What, what are the, what's the Dolphins' plan here? Right? Was it three down to six, down to twelve, back up to six? And it turns out they moved around and gave up a first round pick next year for what? Nothing. I, I don't, I don't know what Jalen Waddle is worth a first round pick. You got two and you gave up one. I, I don't. I, the Dolphins are one of those things. I like Jalen Waddle, I think he's a good receiver, but the dynamic to move around to get him that was one of those things. The Dolphins behaved before the draft as if they thought the first four players in the draft well actually this is how the Dolphins behaved the Dolphins behaved in the draft like Panay Sewell was going to go in the top six I really think the Dolphins thought that there was no way that the Bengals did not the way the Dolphins behaved prior to the draft in their movement the Dolphins behaved as if they thought the Bengals were going to draft Panay Sewell there was no doubt and they thought hey we're going to get one of the two we're going to get Jamar Chase or we're going to get Kyle Pitts we're going to get one of those two guys because Sewell's going to go in the top five Sewell doesn't go in the top five, and then you're there with the Dolphins at six. You're like, we don't need an offensive tackle, really. What do we do? Let's draft that. The Dolphins botched that. They did. That's one of those under-the-table under stories that you don't hear a lot about. The Dolphins botched this a little bit. And then I look at the rest of the things that they did in the draft. I mean, Jalen Phelps at defensive end, Javon Holland at safety, Liam Eichenberg at offensive tackle. So they get their dynamic receiver, then they go defense, defense, offensive tackle. I get what they did. I It was more of a, here's your offensive weapon, and now we're going to build the foundation of this going forward. With all the draft picks and all the talent they get, I don't know how much better they got. I don't. I don't know how much better the Dolphins got. They had a weapon, but, man, for a team that had two top 20 picks and were picking third and the movement, and I, I don't know how good of a job they did. I don't. You know, in terms of draft grades, I don't really know what the Dolphins' plan was here. Okay, we got a weapon for Tua. All right, now what are we going to do? Now we're going to draft a bunch of defense. 
And then we're going to come around the fourth round. We're going to give him an offensive lineman. And then we're going to get him, what, a receiver? Tight end? Get him a tight end in the fourth round, third round? You got four sec- You got four picks in the top two rounds. I Again, I understand that they got him a weapon. And then they came back in the third round and got him a tight end. I got what they did. But there wasn't like an all-out, full-on plan. You saw a plan in Tampa. You saw a plan in Jacksonville. Dolphins' plan was, oh, let's do here, let's do this, let's do a little bit of this, let's do a little bit of this. That's what it was. Again, I'm going to hand out draft grades. That was just my overall look at it when it comes to the draft dynamics. And how great was the draft? I, it was good. I, I mean, for what it is. The hype machine, the entertainment value, all those things. People that hate the, it's too much music, too much entertainment. Just make the pick and move on. Boy, you're exciting. You're exciting. Favorite ice cream, vanilla? Huh? You have to have a person that doesn't have any pictures in their house? Nothing, I'm going to Car is complete. Nothing in your car at all. Nothing. No air fresheners. Nothing. It's completely dry. But you're really exciting. People that I don't want all that entertainment. I just want the picks. Boy, you're a joy. You're a joy. You like silence in the cars? I just like when nobody don't, don't don't talk. Be quiet. So people that anybody that says I don't like all this music. I don't like all this excitement. Yeah, oh boy, you're all fun. <laughs> Bet you're real gas at a party. It's the same people that go to a party. It's a, the same people that don't like like. Tell me I'm wrong. The people that don't like the entertainment, the pageantry of the draft are the same people that go to a wedding. They don't dance. They get all dressed up. They eat and leave. Oh, boy, I'm glad you came. If I ever get married, which probably if I ever do, I'm going to have a rule. If you don't, if you're not on the dance floor by the fourth song, you can go. It should be a rule. If you're not on the dance floor by the fourth song at a wedding reception, you can go home. You're wasting everybody's time. So anyway, there you go. A little draft dynamics. Uh, Tim Tebow is going to play, maybe, for the Jaguars. Why? Here's my favorite thing about the Tim Tebow can be a tight end. Tim Tebow can be a tight end in the NFL. He can play tight end. No, he can't. There's no way he can. 33 years old. Well, he should have switched five or six years ago. Okay, here's the thing I'm going to ask you. You think Tim Tebow can block Joey Bosa? You think Tim Tebow can block Nick Bosa? You think Tim Tebow can block Aaron Donald? Do you think he block? Do you think? Do you think for one second, one second, one second that Tim Tebow can do, can block in Damakong Sue? There's no way, zero percent chance. So he's only going to be an offensive threat. They're going to block anybody. They're going to block anybody. Do you see Tim Tebow blocking Khalil Mack? Good gracious, that's a whole whole different skill set. When you're talking about Tim Tebow, he's a tight end, he's a natural athlete. Yeah, but Tim Tebow's never blocked anybody, ever. He can run a route. You bet he can. Part of being a tight end all the way through high school and college, that's eight years of blocking, guys. Tim T was going to be a tight end. Yeah, you bet. Sure. Can't wait. Can't wait to see him block some Pro Bowl defensive tackles. Never done it in his life. So look, do what I do. I want you bet. I was one of the biggest fans of Tim Tebow in baseball. I wanted to see him succeed. I thought it was a good story. I did. I wasn't rooting against him. But the same people that sat there and said Tim Tebow is taking up a roster spot, a roster spot from a potential major league baseball player. No, he's not. He was the thirtieth guy on the team, or whatever, twenty third, twenty fifth guy on the team, depending on the level. He's not taking up a roster spot, a professional major league baseball player. Tim Tebow took the roster spot of a bench money. Here at this point, if he's invited to camp, you go to ninety in camp, he is taking a roster spot of somebody that could make the team. You bet he is. I can't wait to see Tim. You're not going to see it. I. I can't wait. I can't wait to that first Jaguars practice. If everybody's there, Tim Tebow and pads, and Tim Tebow tries to block Josh Allen. I can't wait for that. 
Because that's going to be ugly. Tim Tebow going to block Josh Allen? Come on. You see Tim Tebow blocking Clayus Campbell? It's just it's a joke. I mean, look, I can go for it, but come on. You're going to be tired. You live in fantasy land, man. Again, I want to see, I want to see Tim Tebow stay in. He's a lightning rod. He's great. I want to see him succeed, but not at the expense of my intelligence. Not at the expense of my intelligence. Um, lastly, have an idea. Have an idea. You know, we are in a time now where it looks like about 65 to 70% of the American people are being responsible and getting vaccinated. You have about 10%, 15% that are still on the fence. And then you have the other 15% that are just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, and they're a waste of time. Flat earthers, anti-vaxxers, they're just a waste of your time. They are. They're just a waste of time. I'm going to talk to them. Waste of time. Waste of time. I think Bill Gates putting microchips in them. They don't do anything. They just go to the gas station, eat beef jerky all the time. But he's interested in what you're doing for some reason. So this is how I look at this. And the NFL is talking about using Roger Goodell, using stadiums for mass vaccinations. That's great. The National Football League, Major League Baseball should do this too. Major League Baseball should do this because there's so many more games in baseball. As we start to open up, a little bit more difficult in the NFL, college sports. I'd love to see it here too. Until you reach capacity, get extra seats. Well, we need the money. Uh -uh. This should be subsidized. Vaccine vouchers, you, let's say, just as an example here in Florida, I get vaccinated. All right, you get a vaccine voucher. What does that mean? You get two tickets to a sporting event of your choice. Get a Buccaneers game, get a Dolphins game, get a Jaguars game, get a Gator game, get a Florida State game. You get two tickets. Tampa Bay Rays game, Marlins game, Lightning game. You get two tickets to a sporting event you want. Don't you already have, you have season tickets? Fine. What's the value of those tickets? 40 bucks each, 50 bucks each. Fine. You get a hundred dollar voucher for the gift shop, MLB.com, NFL.com. That's what you get. I'd like to see vaccine vouchers. You get vaccinated. We're going to reward you. The 30, and maybe, maybe that gets that 15%. I don't know. Maybe it gets that 15%. Because about 65% is going to get this. The bottom 15%, you have no shot at reaching them. Maybe that 15%, 65 to 80% that can push us over the threshold. Get, get, get those, get that 15%. Vaccine vouchers. You want two tickets to a Gator game? You get to go to a Gator game. You get vaccinated, that's what you get. Well, what about all of us that have been vaccinated? Well, you, it applies to all of us. We're going to run out of tickets. Not everybody's going to go football game, gang. Some people are going to go to a hockey game. Some people are going to want to go to a basketball game. Now, look, I get it. I even forgot the Orlando Magic. That's how it's going to work. You're going to get two tickets. We can't get you in this year. We'll get you in next year. Oh, by the way, first come, first serve on this. If you got vaccinated early, you get to go first. It's your reward for doing it. We're going to get you vaccinated. I, I really think you can get 15% of Americans get vaccinated if they get two tickets to a sporting event. I do. I do. In the bottom 20%, 15% that are going to reap the benefits once we all get vaccinated here in about five months and go out, those people just... I just don't, I'm not even dealing with those people anymore. Waste of time. Waste time, waste space. Waste time, waste space. So vaccine vouchers. Again, two tickets to any sporting event you want to go to that, that has availability, right? If you're, I'm going to go to, this This would be fantastic for NASCAR. Only about 20% of people from 15 years ago watch NASCAR. You start to fill up those racetracks again. You give everybody two tickets. Idea. Vaccine vouchers. If you already got, I got season tickets. Fine, $100 gift card to the fan shop. Get some new merchandise. Boost the economy. Vaccine vouchers, sports, get everybody vaccinated. That's the plan. I still don't think you should be allowed in a stadium without vaccine, but what do I know? Except that more people get vaccinated, the coronavirus numbers continue to go down. <gasps> Who knew? 
Who knew? So there we go. Arfon Sports, the bar. Um, like, follow, share, subscribe at Harpod Sports Twitter, at Harpod Sports Instagram, Harpod Sports, the Facebook page, HarpodSports.com. Again, share, follow, like, subscribe if you haven't done so yet. Remember, stay strong, stay clean, stay focused. Frankenstein, fun with your friends. <laughs>